Welcome to Culture Matters, a podcast exploring the intersection of faith and culture. My name's Adam Hawkins, and I'm the co-host of the show with our host and guest today, Elizabeth Woodson. Elizabeth, how are you doing? I'm fabulous. I'm glad you're fabulous because we're going to be talking about all the fabulous things you're doing. Tamarcus is supposed to be here, but he jetted. I don't know where. We can't find him. I've called him. I've texted him. and But he'll be back. So, Tamarcus, wherever you are, we miss you. <laughs> hey, let's jump in, Elizabeth. Okay, here's the thing that everybody's asking because you have a new podcast, which we're going to talk about today. It's called The Starting Place. I'm super excited for it. But does that mean you're leaving Culture Matters? No. Oh, thank God. I'm really, I was kind of like, I didn't know what you were going to say. Okay, that would be really bad. It's like, I (laughs) told you at this moment while we're recording. (laughs) That would be really bad. That'd make me a bad person. Oh, man. Okay, so, you know, that clears up all the rumors out there. (laughs) There's so many rumors swirling around about the show. Oh, to all of our fans, she's still here. Thank God. Okay, but... uh. Honestly, though, the starting place. Yeah. What? How did this come about? How did you think to do this podcast? And I mean, one of the reasons I want to talk about it is because we want to commend it to you. Elizabeth is what we call very productive. And so she's always got a book. She's always got something in the works. And um, it's not just self-serving, truly. Mm-hmm. You do an amazing job. Uh, and I'm a huge fan. And I want our people to be able to learn from you because I think uh, you offer a unique perspective and you know the Bible so well. Anybody who's listened to Culture Matters for a while knows that as you wrap things up or the wisdom you offer, it is concise, stated clearly. And every time I learn something, and I know you guys do too. So the starting place, mm-hmm. let's start with that. What, how, where did it come from? Yeah, I think it it was this desire to create a resource for people to help um, clarify, refresh, re-inspire people about what it means to be a Christian, mm. which is a large question. Yeah. Um, but when I think about my own journey of Christian maturity and over the years, the things and conversations and people that have helped me do that, really having these... Um, building blocks, these foundational building blocks, have given me categories for how to think about my faith, even in the conversations we have on Culture Matters, right, are built upon foundational understandings about the story of the Bible, Mm. about theology, of what it means to be human, of what sin is, who is God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, what does it mean for us to be the church, what does it mean for us to look towards eternity, or even formation. So we'll talk about the ways in which, you know, our phone is forming us, or how we engage entertainment or media, and all of that sits on top of Mm. these foundational um ideas about what it means for us to be the people of God. And so I wanted to create a resource for people that was introductory, that was conversational, where you got to hear people who are walking with the Lord, um, know Jesus well, love the Lord, to talk about what that means in their life. Mm. And so, for instance, this first season, 
We are talking about the story of the Bible, which should be no surprise to anybody <laughs> that has followed me at all. I, I love the story of the Bible. Um, and we're talking about how the gospel unfolds specifically through the Old Testament. And so we're going to talk about things like, what is the law? Like, how should we understand the law as people who are following in the way of Jesus? But then what does it look like for us to see that the law is forming us as God's people? Um, but really, we're able to do that by following Jesus. And so it's like, I asked some technical questions to the guests. But then, man, how does this show up in your everyday life? Ordinary ways. We're not trying to do big, mm. um, monumental things. But when you're picking your kids up from um, the check-in line or drop them off, because you, surprise, surprise, were a guest on I, the show. Oh, my goodness. We had a conversation. We did. It was yeah, wonderful. It, it was good. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and so you get to hear Adam talk about really deep things, but then you also get to see the ways in which that's just not information in his head, um, that that makes its way into how he parents, how he is a brother, how he is um, a son, a husband, and just how he is um, a follower of Jesus. And so that's kind of the flavor I want to say, what does it mean to be a Christian? There's some things we need to believe, but then how does that connect to my everyday life? What I think is so um, meaningful about that is that it really, this sort of introductory um, podcast about Christianity, asking fundamental questions about what it means to be Christian, and then connecting that to everyday life, like you just said, it's not really a space that's being done. And so I think it's so needed. And even just being able to kind of be on the show and uh, see the direction you're taking it, um, I'm. it's awesome. It's really, oh, really awesome. You. When does it start? It has started. Okay. Um, and so... I think we have four episodes out okay. already. There might be a couple by the time this episode drops. But you can find it anywhere podcasts. You listen to your podcast. So after you listen to Culture Matters, right. then go back again to the search bar yes. and put in starting place with Elizabeth <laughs> Woodson. And then you can listen um, to me this season. We will have Adam to Marcus on. So that was fun to talk to yeah. my co-host um, in a different um, environment. Uh, we have folks like... Jen Wilkin, John O, who has been on the podcast before, mm. Kat, Kat Armstrong, Mason King. So you'll hear some familiar voices. You'll also hear some new voices. But we're just talking about how the gospel unfolds throughout the Old Testament and connecting that to the everyday moments of our life. Has there been anything surprising, any questions that you asked that led to surprising conclusions? That's one question. Uh, yeah. Um, I just, I think... I ask the same question every week to end the episode. Yeah. And I think I had an idea in my mind yeah. of how it was going to go, and it has not gone that way. That, that's awesome. <laughs> and it's not bad. Yeah. It just is, oh, the people are... I think when you are constructing a conversation, and we do it here, it culture matters. Well, we all know each other. Right. And we're, you know, we're friends, so it's a little easier. But each week I'm talking to someone who I have varying levels of um, familiarity with. Yeah. And so, you know, the con you can ask the question, but they're going to take it to where really the Holy Spirit leads them. And so it's been kind of, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to constructing things like this. So mm -hmm. it's been a good process to have to step away and say, wherever the Holy Spirit leads them <laughs> is where it needs to land, yeah. you know? And so, again, it's also a creative project. Yeah. And so I have an idea of what I want to accomplish with the podcast. I've enjoyed the conversations, but, you know, it's just putting it out there for people to prayerfully be blessed by yeah. and to share with a friend who might be curious about Christianity and um, might want to know more or someone who's like, man, I've just been doing this thing a long time and I just need to be refreshed. Yeah. And so my hope is that it really does bless people. But it has been interesting to see 
you know, Elizabeth had a plan. And then what <laughs> happens when you get in the conversation? Nothing bad has happened. It just is perfectionist Elizabeth has to step to the side. Right, mm-hmm. right. These things kind of tend to, I mean, it's humans, right? So mm-hmm. they kind of tend to run in directions yeah. you're not necessarily yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, so let's take it from the angle of a creative then, uh, because we have a lot of creatives that listen to the show. Um, you know, Talk a little bit about what it means to give up control in the creative process, what you just said there. I mean, that that's a hard thing, you know, because if whether you're a musician or you're in fine arts or you're a novelist or whatever it might be, at some point, things are going to go different. I remember I might. So my kids are young. Right. And um I remember being young, living in California and being in like art class. And I'm sure they were all hippies. I didn't know what that was at the time. But if you made a mistake, what was the thing that they said? There are, they, I remember them saying there are no mistakes in art, like on your painting. I'm talking about painting. So you have to now incorporate it and just keep going. Well, I, my son was trying to draw something. He's five. He was trying to draw something. And it totally was not what he wanted it to be. And I was like trying to get him to use his imagination. What could it be? You know, it's not a mistake. It's an opportunity. You know, all this, you know, whatever. Uh, And I thought to myself Mm. at that time, that's life. Like that's how life goes. That's how the creative endeavor goes. That um, things happen that you can't control mm-hmm. and God gives us these tools and things like imagination to try to to form and shape it from that point forward, yeah. right? Ha, ha, has it been that kind of oh, a process? Yeah. Or? You know, because you have, and I think it's anything creative. So like whether it's, I always say words are my art. Yeah. Um, oh, that's and, great. you know, so when I'm writing a book and I think a paragraph is really beautiful and my editor's like, Big red X. <laughs> You're like, but you know, okay, I'm it's, an opportunity. it's an opportunity. Can we incorporate it in? No, you're over your word limit. Um, and so, one I think is trusting the process because good creative works you don't do by yourself. You mm-hmm. do in community, and so I'm blessed to do this podcast, uh, starting place, and culture matters yeah. in community. Um, but it is being willing, one, to release what you think is beautiful to the world and realize everybody's not going to think it's beautiful mm. and to be okay with that because the right people will and it'll connect with the right people. So I think there is one aspect of art is very intimate in that it's a part of yourself that you are sharing with the world and you want everybody to love it the way you do. And a lot of people will. Yeah. And some people won't. And that's with any artist, yeah. any discipline. And so you kind of have to be ready to do that. I think a lot of people don't want to release their stuff because mm. it's like they want to protect it. And it's like art is meant to be shared. And if we're not willing to have the courage to share our stuff, like to me, every time there's one person who says, man, I read your book and it helped set me free or I got an understanding of this theological concept by listening to your podcast, like that's meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Now, if you read the comments, everybody's not saying great stuff, mm. um, but there's more good than bad. Yeah. And that's what I think the balance we always look for. But the part of it also, again, I think it's perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes with creatives, we don't want to release it because it's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's never going to be ready to the point where you want it to be ready. You get better over time. And yeah. so, you know, I'll see people release pictures on Instagram of like their cooking mm-hmm. and how it's like, this is what this dish looked like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a little slop. <laughs> and then this is what it looks like, you know, now. And it's this beautiful gourmet meal, but yeah. it took them time to grow in their skill. And so one of the reasons I love 
talking on Culture Matters is because over the years, it's just taught me what it means to have a good conversation. Mm. And I don't learn that unless I'm having the conversation. Right. And so... Yeah, uh, we've never asked on this show. We've ne- The words, I don't think it's ready yet, has never <laughs> So you're making a show that's kind of the opposite of Culture Matters. <laughs> it's total opposite. Total opposite. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do you do you think of yourself, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about and just kind of seeing a thread throughout your work, um, whether it's your book and um, just the experience of maybe your own life dealing with disappointments and the, trying to see your life through the lens of what God's taught you. Mm-hmm. In that sense, it was a creative work for sure, but you also were an educator. You had something to pass on, mm-hmm. a point, mm-hmm. you know, You and not that novels can't be instructive, but you didn't write a novel, right? Right. You wrote something. With this work here, this podcast, you're wanting to help the believer go back and ask some ele- more elementary questions. I don't yeah. mean that in a pejorative mm-hmm. way. I just mean your fundamental questions. Yeah. That's a better thing. And then saying like, what's the what's the step? How does that connect to your life in a, sim- in a simplistic way? It, which is again, to me, like kind of the mind of the educator mm-hmm. um, helping bring others along. When, when did you, is that the way you see yourself? And then I guess my question would be, when did you know that you wanted to be involved in Christian education? Um, I think I've I've had that uh, kind of disposition for a really long time. Mm. So even when I was in the business world, I loved helping people learn how to run Excel. Right. You know, right. so it's just, how can I help you do what you do better? And I love that. Yeah. Like helping develop people, helping you chase after your dreams, helping you become better in my area of expertise has always been a huge passion area of mine. Yeah. And I think it's just the household I grew up in. Um, my mm. parents are educators or were involved in like, the education world. And so I grew up Sunday school teachers and um, my dad used to be the president of a Bible Institute years ago. Wow. I didn't know that. And so um, it just is a space I grew up in of how we engage in the church as our place as Christian education. So I feel like some of it I couldn't really get away from. Sure. Like my sister is a professor. Like it just is. We're all. Okay. That's, this is really interesting. So your dad was Ran a Bible Institute. Uh-huh. And this brings us to our next point, which is that you have the Woodson Institute. I do. Which is really awesome. I want to yeah. talk a little bit about just yeah. the format of that and what it yeah. is. But has what does he say about you, the Woodson Institute? Oh, my dad is, is beaming <laughs> with pride. Is he like, really? That's yeah. so great. Because for me, the name, you know, I want to communicate legacy. Yeah. Right. And there's so many pieces that I've received that have helped me. Um, So whether it's my dad in the Maryland Bible Institute um, or Mana Bible Institute um, in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, Mm. um, which was years ago. Okay. Um, (laughs) Years ago. Um, So don't Google it. (laughs) Um, You have my parents in education, just the legacy of my parents and the Woodson family um, in their Christian heritage, but then also my work with the Village Church Institute. Yeah. And so I wanted to give honor to all of those pieces and how they have shaped me and poured into me and given me things to now share with other people. Wow. Um, and so the big thing for that name is to communicate the legacy. How do I, the legacy I've received and the legacy that I want to impart. That is really beautiful. And honestly, uh, I love to see the way that God kind of does that in our stories, mm-hmm. you know, um, that 
there's a way in which this is not for this, but there's a way in which so many of us spend a large majority of lives trying to like kind of run away from where we've been only to arrive right back at the place that we were trying to run away from. And even if it's not like actual place, it's <laughs> like somehow we recognize here we are at this threshold yeah. yet again. Uh, and there's something really redemptive about that. Yeah. But regardless, tell us a little bit about the Institute then, because yes, you did teach at TBC's Institute. Mm-hmm. Your dad taught at an Institute. <laughs> no, but honestly, you were there. So what? what is what is it and what are you trying to accomplish through it? The, the mission of the Woods Institute is simple. Um, we equip believers to understand and grow in their Christian faith. Mm. And so... The work is big, right? And I think sure. if you know me, I like ambitious things. It gives me something to wake up yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but really, I uh, I want um, people to be able, one, to have a deep and robust understanding of their Christian faith, mm. but then have a guide for the journey of what it means to grow in that. Mm-hmm. Like your discipleship journey should not be confusing and it should not be inaccessible. Right. So there's one thing for you to say, yeah, you're giving me all these opportunities to grow my faith. I don't want to do that. Versus I really, really want to grow. And I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what to read. I don't know what to do. I'm really confused. Or I'm listening to people who I think are leading me in that direction, but they're really not. Right. And so, you know, again, all of our journeys as ministry professionals come out of our personal stories like we've been talking. And I distinctly remember in my 20s um, being really frustrated because I wanted to go deeper in my faith, but I didn't know who to talk to. Mm. I didn't know where to go. I remember driving around and just being like, I just I just can't. I, I, this should not be this hard. <laughs> yeah. And so there's kind of that if people ask, like, what passion keeps you up at night? Mm. That keeps me up at night because I want everyone to have the opportunity and, again, to have a guide and to point people in this comprehensive understanding of your faith that is Bible theology formation, um, and again, comes out of a lot of my training, both in seminary and vocational ministry. And so we do that through a couple different platforms, really through a curated collection of resources and training experiences. Okay. And so, you know, from do you need uh, an option for um, a couple different commentaries that are good to read, man, come to our website and check the list. Cool. Um, Because what I recognize is because of all of the massive amounts of oh information, gosh. there is an oversaturation of yes. options. Yeah. And so we come in and try to really narrow that down. They're not the end-all, be-all. Right. It's like, here's a place to start. Um, you have, uh, I'm big on um, resources by people of color. And so our discipleship experience should one be one that reflects the beauty of the global community of faith. And mm. so how do we elevate those voices up to the top a little bit more? Um, it might be harder for you to find a resource written by a person of color than one of our white brothers and sisters. And so even though God is working in everyone's life, sure. if you are a person of color, I want you to be able to find resources that are written by people that look like you. That yeah. matters. Um, representation matters. And so that's a part of the work that we do. The podcast, Starting Place, is part of it. Um, and really, how do we create a long-term resource for people um, that is free? Yeah. They can access anywhere. Um, and so we'll have things like articles and... Um, uh, uh, classes online or courses you could take online. We'll have things like retreats. We bring in someone who's really, really smart, and there's a small group of us who come together, and we just get to learn from them, but other meet other people who are in the same vein of wanting to grow. And so, my hope is that the Woodson Institute becomes a community of learning of of creatives and theologians and Bible teachers and and stay at home moms and dads yeah. and all everybody. Yeah, we just really love the Lord. We love thinking about God, and we want to do those things in community with other people who share those interests with us, and that we just provide the environment for that, whether that's online, whether that's in person. Um, We're just your buddy 
for the spiritual journey, the path of spiritual formation. That's really a beautiful vision. And uh, I'm super excited to see where it goes. Well, thank you. Where, how, do, how do we get there? Yeah, you can uh, go to the website, thewoodsoninstitute.org. Okay. Um, and you can connect with me there. You can, the first place is to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Because that is our, we are a new organization. Right. And growth is slow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so my hope is not to do all the things immediately. Of course. But to do them over time. And so our first big piece is the podcast. And then as things grow, our online offerings will grow with that as well. I know that people will grow. You know, I think about what Jesus, or what Paul says when he says, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. And I love what you just, you were saying a minute ago was that, you know, we can't do this in isolation. We need resources. We need help. We need others involved. And that's what you have done that so well, mm -hmm. inviting other people to grow as you've grown and you've been led by others. Mm -hmm. It's this, you know, we hand out, God loves to work that way through yeah. his people, right? Yeah. Um, and you're doing that. You're doing such a great job. I'm really excited about Woodson Institute. I'm excited about uh, the starting place especially my episode. I think it's probably the best one um, in <laughs> my opinion. Thank you. Definitely. I was going to ask you what your favorite was, but I thought, oh, I don't even need to That's ask. That's easy. Why That's the easy one. Asking? The one I did with Adam. Yeah. Demarcus yeah. isn't even here, so you don't have to pretend. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Anything else that we should know or you, that you want us to know? No. I okay. think um, what I would say is that the journey of spiritual formation is that we are always finding opportunities to reach back as we are growing. Mm. And so what I hope is this is an opportunity for people to meet other folks, to be discipled by as they are being discipled. So it just is that we grow in community. And so if you are listening to this and you're not connected to community, um, I would encourage you to do that because the Lord opens up a whole big box of different things mm. in our spiritual formation process when we come together with the people of God. Awesome. Check out The Starting Place wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Culture Matters. This episode is produced by Chelsea Conway. If you're a regular follower of the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can message us on social and check out the show notes for more information. Also, we'll put um, all the, the Woodson Institute and The Starting Place in the show notes so you can connect with us as well as connect with our guests and ways to support their work. See you next time.